This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Monday the 11th of July. Justin, Elon Musk's deal to buy Twitter is in serious doubt oh. because old Muskie just can't be sure about Twitter's figures on spam accounts. Those darn bots, Brett. Mm-hmm. Listen to this one. Web3 projects have lost more than $2 billion US dollars to hackers in the first six months of 2022. Wow. Three secure stories today, Justin. Let's do it. For our first. Zipco's shares have taken another dive after investment experts announced their customer bad debt levels are expected to rise. Things are looking very dicey here, Brett. What is the go with this one? So most of us are familiar with Zipco, mm-hmm. the Aussie buy now, pay later platform founded in Sydney back in 2013. This crew listed on the ASX in 2015 and things were going great for Zip for a long time. You see, at its peak, Zip's share price was up 61 times compared to its IPO wow. price. Its revenue was booming. And it was making acquisitions on the reg. But Brett, the entire industry's taken a pretty big tumble lately, Zip included. <laughs> That's right, Jazzy Boy. Zip share price has been on quite the downward trajectory since the start of the year. And now Zip share price has dropped another 8% after analysts at UBS, they raised the alarm on Zip's financial future. They say Zip has way too much bad and doubtful debt. So what is the key learning here? Bad debt is what happens when you lend someone money in good faith, then eventually realize you ain't ever seeing those coins again. <laughs> in technical terms, Brett, bad debt is an expense incurred by a business when a customer doesn't pay back its loan. And the loan becomes a write-off. In Zip's case, write-offs increased by a whopping 388% year-on-year in the first half of 2022. It's now at 121 million bucks. All right, Jazzy Boy, why is that? As buy now, pay later companies continue to grow their customer base, the average quality of their customers, from a debt perspective, generally tends to drop. Uh-huh. And with experts thinking that this bad debt will continue to rise, we can see why investors got spooked. Yep. For our second story, Netflix has given the green light to Stranger Things spin-off series to help them build their first big entertainment franchise. This great news after a Vecna-fied fourth <laughs> season, Justin. What's happening here? Okay, so Stranger Things is the sci-fi Netflix series that launched back in 2016. God bless, 11. <laughs> now, after the success of the first three seasons, Netflix has really thrown its weight behind Stranger Things. Yep, Netflix really needed this one to land, by the way. It's been a pretty rocky 12 months. But hey, Brett, it actually worked. The fourth series saw 290 million hours watched over the first weekend alone. So now Netflix has got a new plan to keep these good times rolling. They've said they're developing a spin-off series that's based on an original idea from the show's creators. Now we don't have any details on the story or the characters just yet, but we do know it's Netflix's plan to turn Stranger Things into its first entertainment franchise. So what is the key learning here? An entertainment franchise or a media franchise is where one one original piece of creative work is spun off into loads of other pieces of media and is commercialized accordingly. <laughs> Think of the Lord of the Rings, Jazzy Boy. We had the books, yep. we had the films, yep. we had the toys, we yep. had the video games, then the spin-off <laughs> movies. Well, think of Marvel, Brett. There are too many movies, characters, toys, video games, and now stadiums <laughs> to even count. In fact, Marvel's 22 films have grossed 17 billion US dollars. That's more than any other movie franchise in history. And no, that doesn't even include all that sweet, sweet Marvel 
football match. And for studios, that's really the ultimate home run. That's because media franchises can rely on the predictability of a franchise's success. For our third and final story, Coca-Cola has been keeping some very lucrative secret coal royalties (laughs) on its books, but now it looks like it wants to flog them. Let's just hope coal isn't one of the secret ingredients in Coke, bread. (laughs) So Coca-Cola, the brand, it was previously bottled in Australia by a company named Coca-Cola Amatil. But last year, another Coke bottler by the name of Coca-Cola Euro-Pacific Partners, what a mouthful, (laughs) acquired the Australian bottling business for just under $10 billion. And you know what happens when new owners come in, Mm -hmm. they take a look at the books. For example, where Coca-Cola is making money and what assets it could potentially sell off. You see, back in 2020, it came out that Coca-Cola Amatil had collected $80 million in coal royalties (laughs) between 2014 and 2020 alone. They were hidden under the line item other revenue on Coke's financial statements. But now, Brett, it looks like Coca-Cola Euro-Pacific Partners is in talks to sell the royalties, which are worth an estimated $100 million. But it just goes to show that even giant public companies can play a bit of hide-and-seek <laughs> with the public when it comes to their financial statements. So what is the key learning here? Publicly listed companies release financial statements that share information about their business activities, mm-hmm. their revenue, and generally their overall performance. And these financial statements are meant to show analysts and potential investors a complete picture of what's going on. But it's not always the case, Jazzy Boy. You see, Coke didn't want to disclose that it was earning tens of millions in revenue from mining royalties, Mm -hmm. so they placed it in a, you know, mysterious other revenue line item. And Brett, while it's generally not illegal to do this, it's not usually a good look once it's found out. So we can see why Coca-Cola Euro-Pacific Partners would want to get out of these royalties Mm -hmm. and put the whole chapter to bed. Speaking of zip, Brett, I reckon I know a way the FluxFam can start the week with a bang. Now, FluxFam, if you have debt or any type of loan or mortgage and you want to get better at managing your debt or your money in general, we know the place for you. Log into the Flux app. There is plenty to learn this month. Like good debt versus bad debt. So download the Flux app and we will see you there. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.